I'm Jamie. And I'm Nikisha, and this is Talking Horror with Jamie. And Nikisha. Where we share our love for spooky things and talk horror through the lens of human behavior. Welcome, everyone. Hi, everyone watching us on the (laughs) YouTube. What's up? Good to see (laughs) you. Brian has his his jaws up. All all the love to all the monster (laughs) movies. I also have the Sanderson sisters here and Danny with Binks oh. in my Funko wow. Pop collection. See, my Zoom is very small, so I can only mm. <laughs> sure. I can't see sure. much. I'm so sorry. I don't see how I missed how I missed that. But if you're actually watching us <laughs> on fine. YouTube full screen, <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian. Uh, but I love the the Pop Funkos. I've been wanting to find them at a Spirit Halloween because they were advertising that they were selling them. But the ones that I've been to, uh, they've been sold out. Sad days. But hopefully we'll get we'll get to it. And speaking of all of this, we are talking about the 2022. Uh, Wikipedia describes it as American fantasy comedy film. Sure. <laughs> With a little bit of spook spooks. Hocus Pocus 2. You see a teenager. We will kill it. <laughs> wait, wait. We're not, we're not teenagers. No, we only look young, but but really we're 40. 40? Oh, 40. Old folks, huh? Fine physician. I must say. They're aged. Yeah, I mean, we, we eat young souls all the time. That's, we're just like you guys. That's why we brought you back. You are our idols. I know. <laughs> My favorite word. Thou dost worship us. <laughs> of course. Which one do you like the best? <laughs> they don't say it the I know. Electric boogaloo. No, that's probably not part of the title. I mean, if you want to put it, if you want to put it there, I don't mind. <laughs> Honestly. (laughs) So this movie was directed by Anne Fletcher and written by Jen D'Angelo. And it stars our returning witches, Bed Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathleen Najimy, with an appearance by Doug Jones reprising his role as Whale. And adding on, rounding out the cast, we have Sam Richardson, Whitney Peake, Belissa Escobedo, Tony Hall, and Hannah Waddingham. So all the newbies coming in to join all the OBs, the OGs, I should say, mm. in this uh, fantastic sequel to the 90s movie. So obviously heavy spoilers. We're going to be talking about everything Hocus Pocus 2 and most likely Hocus Pocus 1. So if you haven't watched either of those, what have you been doing for the last- What are you doing? I don't know, however many days- because you have to years. just watch the things. Or years, yes. <laughs> because this is a staple. So are there any trigger warnings for this, Jamie? Um, I mean, this movie is, it centers around witchcraft. Um, so if witchcraft is too spooky for you, then this might not be the franchise for you, the chain for you. Yeah. 
Cool. Well, before we get further, further into this, producer Brian, do you have some words for us? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hi, everybody. Producer Brian here. And if you're on YouTube, hello. Um, hello. We uh, are doing some really fun stuff this October. So make sure you're following us on all social media platforms. That includes TikTok at Talk Horror Pod. Um, and also on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Check us out there. Some fun stuff on all of those. And then, of course, find us on YouTube. Um, Talk Horror Podcast on YouTube. Hello. Um, you can find all of our podcasts there with our, uh, with our beautiful faces. Yeah. And you can see all of Brian's everything and be appreciative of that. Just my Funko <laughs> well, not Pops. Everything. Your Funko just, Pops. Just my Funko Pops. Just Sorry. to clarify, only Pops. Only the Pops. Only Pops. Because I shouldn't have said only Pops. Yeah. Have you been to my super cool subscription account, Only Pops? <laughs> Love it. Obsessed. So we need a two-minute uh, plot summary of this before we get down to the nitty-gritty. So Wait. Nikisha. We watched so much stuff this week. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just skipping through all the things. No, it's okay. <laughs> Please tell me all the things that you've watched. Yeah. Well, first, you mentioned Spirit Halloween. Mm-hmm. And J- that's where I got these Funko Pops because Jamie and I were going to see Smile, which we'll talk about momentarily. Yes. And there was a... And there was a, um, I can't smile and talk at the same time. It's very difficult. Mm. Um, uh, I went to, we, we went to the Spirit Halloween that was across the street from the movie theater. And we walked in 10 minutes after it opened for the first time. That we is didn't need, wild. Like we didn't plan that, but they had all the Funkos on the shelf. So I was like, one of each, please. Of uh, course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, I love Spirit. I'm like, I almost bought Spirit merch because like, I just love it so much in there. Yeah, oh. they have merch now. That's so exciting. <clears throat> Just like, well, you know, there's a, supposed to be that Spirit Halloween movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That that's on, comes out sometime. Yeah. That's like October 10th or 11th of this month. Um, it is absolutely going to be stupid and wild and silly. <laughs> and uh, it's on video on demand. I'll be covering it on um, on TikTok, so you can definitely check it out there. We're not going to do a full episode on it, but I'm sure we'll talk about it like be, like we're doing now before an episode. But Absolutely. Yeah, um, totally. Uh, but Spirit Halloween is such a good time. It's, it was it, so much fun. Yeah, like they have some cool stuff in there. Like they have Camp Crystal Lake signs that are like very nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have a Haunted Mansion uh, lantern that has the four sides of the paintings on the wall. Uh, from it that was super cool they have tons of trick-or-treat stuff and like the movie trick-or-treat and it boggles my mind that like sam is so popular and that's the only movie he's in really like i think it's awesome like give me a i know we talked about this last week in our trick-or-treat episode but like give me Mm -hmm. more sam more Sam more Sam I think you're not the only one because the Spirit Halloweens that I've been into Sam is literally everywhere as if he is Spirit Halloween spokesperson (laughs) and that's his his dual job they hired him yeah (laughs) yes so tell me about Smile or or give me what you can about it sure oh boy what would you like to Uh, begin I I actually like screamed in the theater what um the jump scares are are relentless. It's just one whole jump scare through and through. Um, okay. So for, for just, any, you know. 
for anyone listening, this is spoiler free. So sorry. I just want to, I just want to say, you don't have to skip forward. Sorry. Go back. Yeah. Yeah. So I think just like, you know, it, it really commits to the, to the jump scares. And I think, you know, there are things that can pull that off and some people who get mad because they feel like that's like cheap, you know, cheap cheap reactions, but like, you know, I think there are ways to make it work. And I, I feel like they, they did in, in this case. So I, I give it the, I give it two thumbs up. I would, I would recommend people go see this. Like if you want to be scared, go watch this movie. Like that's the whole point of seeing horror movies, right? It's like, you want to be spooked. You want to be freaked out. Like this is, this will do it for a whole bunch of reasons. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And this, the scares in this, like the jump scares in this, I feel like are really integrated with the plot in terms of like, Mm. you're seeing it from her point of view with like whatever is going on with her. So it's not like she, a lot of the jump scares feel very justified in what she's going through. And that's definitely appreciated. This movie is super derivative of like it follows and um, the ring. Mm. which is totally fine because it's still really very good. Um, the acting is excellent. The score and the sound design oh. is like, has you, we felt it in our seats. It's nuts. It it's is nuts. nuts. Yeah. It, it's like, I was like, am I being smiled in real life? Like oh, what's happening all around me? That. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like crawled up in the seat, like yeah. hiding behind my fingers yeah um (laughs) it was beautifully shot too the cinematography is really good in this movie um Mm -hmm. i don't know i just like really dug every i just dug the whole thing our audience was very into it and truly Mm -hmm. jamie screamed next to me like the movie got (laughs) it and then i immediately was like fuck i was so mad i'm so mad that it got me And Ugh. and just to be super clear, my one of my scream kings is in this movie, um, mm. Kyle Gallner, who we all know from <laughs> Jennifer's Body, Haunting in Connecticut, the Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street remake. He's in the most recent Scream movie. Um, Everyone can't be your Scream King. <laughs> you have like a whole like royal so, family of Scream Kings. Yeah, that's okay. They're a royal family. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I would put him and Brian Cox at the top of my Scream Kings list. Okay. Those are the only ones you've said so far. <laughs> That's fine. He's building community. I, yeah. Anyway, um, I I I really enjoyed Smile. It also was saying something. It's also mm-hmm. like it's also it feels very contemporary because it's listen. It's not trying to hide what it's trying to say. It's not it's not a full on allegory for anything. Like it's yeah. very clear about what it's trying to do. Um, but I dug it. I really dug it. Mm-hmm. Go see Smile. Oh, I can't wait. If that doesn't make you want to see the movie, then I don't know what can. Because jump scares, you have me in. Gratuitous jump scares, uh, that's my jam. Let's go. Gratuitous, truly. <laughs> I really don't know the last time I saw a movie with not only this many jump scares, but mm-hmm. this many jump scares that like the a high percentage, like 90% of them, 95% of them, work and you know some of them are coming and you're still like, yeah. oh, and that's the sound yeah. design working for you too <laughs> yes it yeah is. i mean I honestly <laughs> there i know we've talked before about how like horror movies don't get enough respect in like as a movie genre but man mm-hmm. like i i hope that there is some consideration for like best sound design or best editing like all of these things made it really good can yeah. i before before we get into hocus pocus 2 can i ask you two a question when i oh say God. jump scare what is the 
first thing you think of? Like what scene is the first thing you think of? That's a great question. Do you have one, Jamie? Um, I mean, just like impulsively, the first thing that came up was spoiler haunting of Hill house, the car. Yeah. Scene. Oh, that, that got me truly. Uh, the first thing that popped up in my head was the insidious yeah. clip Ugh. back and forth with the devil head behind. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. I just got chills. Those are the two that, that, that popped for me as well. Um, mm. I, I, I also think of, um, just, uh, uh, the first um, Paranormal Activity movie. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It, there's not one that stands out to me, but that one definitely, like, was jump scary. But mm-hmm. I think the two that you mentioned are the two that, like, have really stuck with me, especially mm-hmm. the Hill House one. Because, like, there's no – it's, like, you can't even prepare for it. You can't. No. It's can't. out of nowhere. I spilled tea mm-hmm. on myself. It was very hot. And, like <laughs> – literally forever scarred from that jump scare oh no (laughs) god okay well talk about a movie that actually you know what i was gonna say has no jump scares but i will say there was one moment that did kind of get me in in hocus pocus too but we'll get to that in the likes and gripes we need to however do a two-minute plot summary of this so i feel like i'm gonna volunteer jamie as a (laughs) tribute (laughs) Okay, I have to push all of Smile out of my brain so I can remember this movie. Yes. <laughs> it's like a real back-to-back movie, movie <laughs> weekends. It sounds like the best hot start to Halloween, so. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. I just Whoa. have to like, rem- I'm like still, I'm still, I got smiled. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, we, we also watched Grave Encounters for the first time. Oh, yeah. Which was very oh. good. I've never seen another uh, another found footage um, like haunted location mm. movie um, similar to the Gonjam uh, Haunted Asylum, okay. but I kind of feel like that one is better, um, yeah. like oh. better story. Um, but I mean, it's it's interesting. It, you know, it was engaging. I'm glad we watched it. Um, Just to say, you watched it, yeah. Yeah, the premise though is that it's this found footage from this like early two thousands, like we're gonna find the haunted stuff type of TV show, mm-hmm. and boy oh boy, do they knock it out of the park with like really getting the feel for those TV shows, like that early two mm. thousands like yes. real world vibe where it's yeah. like we're here at this, like what do you think about this? Oh, it's super. Oh well, and back to it's like. It's so good. <laughs> like, this, there are great scares in it, some spooks. Like, characters making dumb decisions, all that stuff. But, like, that part of it really got to me nostalgia-wise. Mm. And this was what, called Grave Encounters? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was suggested to me on, um, on TikTok, TikTok, I think. When I mm. did the What's Your Favorite um, um, uh, found footage found movie, footage. a ah, ton yes. of people said Grave Encounters, so we watched it. Oh, beautiful. I'll have to mm-hmm. find it and watch it then. Yeah. Um, oh. it's good. Anyway, plot. Jamie, let's do this. Watch the plot. <laughs> All right. So count count me down Three, on the clock. Two, one, plot us. Okay, so it starts in 1600 Salem. Uh, Winifred doesn't want to marry John Pritchett. She goes to her sister's. 
the reverend is pissed that she's like defying his authority. And then they try to uh, kidnap her sisters. They run into the woods. They find a witch uh, that gives them book. And, and I don't remember if anything else happens. And then, uh, fast forward to now present day Salem. Um, these two teenagers are, you know, obsessed with witchy stuff, but there's like this tension with their third bestie. Um, they do their like magic ritual that they've done every year. Um, but this time she got a special black flame candle from the, the, you know, Sanderson cottage, uh, whatever. And it's real and she lights it and they come back. Oh my God. Musical number. Um, (laughs) and so they take them to a Walgreens. They try to convince them that souls are it. Children's souls are in the, the Walgreens stuff, but they get got. Um, and then Winifred decides that she wants to learn this like ultimate magical spell, uh, to defeat her nemesis, the, the original reverend whose family line has continued. Um, the, the main girls try to protect the mayor. They run back across their bestie. They work through all of their trauma. <laughs> uh, they, um, the magic guy, you know, is wildly disappointed that, or not magic guy, but the Sanderson sister shop place, wildly disappointed that, uh, he went through all of this was very surprised. 20 seconds. Uh, the the reverend is now the mayor. Um, he has no idea what's going on. Uh, and all the girls come together and they're besties again. And they, they join May the Coven and they defeat the Sanderson sisters. And it was the power of, of friendship and love all along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's your time. <laughs> oh, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the plot. Beautiful. Well, okay. <laughs> so obviously this is all of our first time watching uh, this movie. And before we get into our likes and gripes of this, I would love to hear if you have any special relationship with the 90s Hocus Pocus original movie. Brian or Jamie? Uh... I mean, I don't think I have any, like, special relationship. I watched it as a kid, but it definitely is something that, like, gets me in the Halloween mood. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also, like, couldn't – there was, like, a period of time where it was just, like, not available anywhere online. So, like, I wasn't watching it every year because I couldn't find it. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like – until like, more recently maybe it's kind of, like, you know, become this staple because of Disney Plus and having access to all the things. But, like – There were many years where I was, like, trying to find it and, like, couldn't – I don't know. Then it became this, like, this holy thing that Mm. I couldn't get access to. Mm -hmm. Um, But, no, I think that's that's it. I think it's a great way to start the season. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Brian? Um, I don't have a special relationship to it. I definitely have nostalgia for it because I saw it as a kid. Mm. Um, You know, uh, as I grew up, like, you know – I would I would watch it here and there whenever it's on. Um, only until a couple of years ago, recently, do we watch it every Halloween as something. Um, uh, you know, it's not one of my favorites, but I really enjoy it. I think that mm. the three of them are wildly enjoyable. I think it's it's fun and spooky. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, the musical number is fun. And I don't know, I I I I really love it. I do, and I think it has a lot of merit. But I, it's not something I'm like outwardly crazy obsessed with but as jamie said it's a spectacular like let's get into the spooky season movie especially if you have nostalgia for it 
Yeah, absolutely. I definitely want to say my earliest memories were my sister introducing me uh, to this mm. um, when she would come and visit us. And uh, I just remember watching it and thinking that it was such a scary thing and all of these witches. And then, sure. you know, it comes on on Freeform for the whole entire Free 24 form. hour day <laughs> and you sit and at some point you, you sit through the whole movie. Uh, and so that became a thing every year, you know, back when we all had cable TV uh, and mm-hmm. could watch stuff that way. Um, but yeah, definitely one of my favorite, let's get into the Halloween spirit. However, I'm still surprised that I have not found other people to dress up as the Sanderson sisters. I have not done that yet. That's <laughs> one thing that I want to accomplish in my lifetime. Just sure. have like really good costuming for all the witches. <laughs> but who would you be if you had your choice? You know, I always love Sarah Jessica's. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just because I loved like the long, pretty hair, and I just mm. thought that she was so pretty, and mm-hmm. he was just the, the – even though she was out of her mind, not the smartest uh, character sure. on here, I just still thought that her costume was also the the prettiest. What about you? I I don't know. I, I feel like I would have probably also picked the same mm-hmm. just because, like, yeah, she's, like, you know, the one that's, like, trying to – Catch all the boys, and <laughs> it's like, yeah, sure. We just went to that, <laughs> right? Trick exactly. The, trick the men. <laughs> Let's shoot our shot. Get get the men. Yes. <laughs> Brian, I if would, you could pick one, <laughs> yeah. Um, I would absolutely, if I could, do William Butcherson, Billy. Like, oh uh, yeah, that would be awesome. Also, Doug mm-hmm. Jones is like a definite hero of mine. So, ah, like, gotcha. anything Doug Jones, but. Um, yeah, so I'd go with that. Awesome. That's a good one. All right, guys. Well, let's get into likes and gripes of this movie. And now our likes and gripes. Brian, do you want to go first? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, my favorite line from the whole movie, my like is, uh, witches are real, we're all going to die. When <laughs> I wrote that down too. <laughs> um, so... I thought this movie was delightful. I I actually laughed during it. I actually think this movie is wildly enjoyable as an adult, as an adult with nostalgia for it, as well as I can imagine kids really enjoying this one too. Um, I really liked the... I liked that this movie didn't make them the protagonists. I feel like when characters... When... when uh, when antagonists become so overly popular from a movie, the sequels somehow focus on them. Like, and while this obviously did focus on them, like you're like, they, they're the focal point of this movie. Um, it still is a story about these three kids, you know, figuring out that like friendship is important and like treat each other well and, and sisterhood and all of, all of what it's trying to say. Um, while still making the witches the villains, they're still trying to mm-hmm. kill people. They're still, you know, they're still they're still doing these things, even though they're funny and lighthearted, and and it's and their banter is lovely together. I appreciate that they didn't make it like the Sanderson sisters need help, like building a house, you know, like what I, I don't know, like um, <laughs> I appreciated oh. that. Um, I really liked 
a couple things. I like the plotting of this movie. I like that the Sam Richardson character tricked them into lighting the candle, and that's how everything like kind of started. You know, I, I like that it all happened by accident in, in a way. Um, I like that the book hatched this plan. I thought that was fantastic. Mm. I like that the book mm. was sweaty. I like that the book was a real character in this movie. And like <laughs> yeah. the book had to choose because the book has feelings about that spell. Um, mm-hmm. I like that Hannah Waddington is in it because I will watch her in anything because she is an absolute delight on um, Ted Lasso. And she's an absolute mm-hmm. delight here, even in her one scene that kind of like, which is like, here's a book. Okay, thank you. Um, and I guess the, bir- the bird follows <laughs> Exactly her. like that. Yeah. <laughs> I love when... The, I don't know why, but when she slapped Sarah Jessica Parker like really hard, it was so funny to me. I don't know why. Um, I liked all the fun flashback stuff. I liked the songs are fun. They make no sense. I love them. And even the second one was weird that they were doing that song. Um, uh, but like it made sense like them trying to like get everyone to like find the mayor or whatever it is. Um, uh, I liked that was campy and and they were having fun. I I also like um, that they didn't bring in the old characters. I like that this was a new story in the same place with the witches. And like, that was it. And yes, they Mm. talk back to stuff. Okay. So, but I also love the fart noise when she's walking into the Walgreens. I laugh. It was so stupid. I I laugh. So silly. So I'm going to do my gripes and then go back to my, my number one like about this. Like gripe. This isn't perfect. This is nostalgia. This is like, and that's fine. But like, there's a little piece of that where it's just like, I don't know. Just like, you don't have to remind me that you're a sequel. I I know it. It's in your title. Like, you don't have to like, Mm. so that's one thing. Two, this is a leg and a gripe. The inconsistencies of what they knew was like all over the place. Meaning like what they knew about contemporary life since 1993 versus this Mm. one. However... I really laughed out loud when they knew exactly how to pose for a picture in a selfie. Yes. <laughs> it was funny. Even though like, that no, it doesn't cute. make any sense. There's a, there's right, a lot right. that I was like, listen, I'm on the, I'm on the ride for this. Um, exactly. I don't always love when they're like, but this character was really there in the first movie. Like, like the Sam Richardson character, like, like being there for the finale of the first one was like, uh, okay. Like you, you didn't have mm-hmm. to do it that way. You didn't have to like, show at that end like recreate that last scene like that's fine whatever um uh okay so those are the things but my number one like about this movie listen it's not perfect like this is like it's whatever i like the director ann fletcher who directed like the proposal and like some other movies like that um and i love rom-coms um but the number one best thing about this movie is it didn't feel like a paycheck for them the three of them were having a blast, like truly having a wonderful time. It wasn't like Harrison Ford come back for Star Wars where like he's like, fine, I'll do Han Solo for a lovely check just to make sure that like I don't have to do any more. Like this felt like the three of them were so thankful that the fans and it's meta in this, like everyone's dressing up as them and they love being idolized and like all mm-hmm. of that. I just thought that was absolutely lovely. And what could have been a schlocky, stupid ending was actually incredibly heartfelt because you know how much Bette Midler loves playing this part and doing it with the other two and how much so like that whole end sequence. And I really like how they didn't leave it open-ended 
realistically. Um, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of like that they uh, upped the ante by uh, actually having them fight magic versus magic versus just like kids tricking you. You know what I mean? Like they learned mm-hmm. their lesson. So there had to be a one up from the first one. But the three of them just having a good time is what I mean, have, have made me have a good time. So those are my likes and breaks. Yeah, uh, Brian, I'll piggyback off of that because you said basically 70, 80% of how I felt about this movie. First, I just want to say I would love to live in the town of Salem or like Salem that does Halloween (laughs) up. I need to find that area, Mm -hmm. that cul-de-sac, that neighborhood because I want to live there for the rest of my life. I also loved the backstory and it was just so cute how those little kids were (laughs) dressed up as the younger Sanderson sisters. I thought that was absolutely uh, adorable. I did like having some of the clips from the 90s movie kind of woven in there just just in case, you know, maybe someone is brand new to this and this might be their their first introduction. They at least get a full sense of what the previous story was as we're continuing on. Uh, and I love the explanation of the, the candle and mm-hmm. how um, them only being able to uh, come alive for one night when the candle is lit and then like in the daytime they disappear. It kind of clears up some of those rules there of sure. like how they can come back and how uh. they – Hadn't come we, back since the 90s because of that reason. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to remind listeners how much the three of us love rules in horror movies. <laughs> it has to make sense, even though mm-hmm. we're still suspending our disbeliefs about witches and powers and magic. It's, you know, like, <laughs> but yes. the, the candles, the rules, it made sense. So I was happy. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't create your own rules and then break them and expect me to care about your movie or characters. Like, yes. How many times have we watched a movie where like this doesn't follow like the rules that you only that you set up yourself? And this one, yeah, right. Oh, thank you, thank you for following your own rules. What a what a delight. <laughs> yes, uh, like I said, also Brian, I put which is a real. We're all gonna die in in my note because <laughs> it was great. Yeah, and um, oh, I did love the line about witches <laughs> getting their power at sixteen, and the main character, I think Becca, they're talking to the store clerk. Um, Sam's character and I think she says something about uh yeah which is getting their power at 16 is probably some patriarchal fear of women aging or something yeah. like that. Yeah. that was a great a great little you know we're in this time frame here we go you know moment <laughs> uh yes for the opening number because Bette Midler singing all the time absolutely the jump scare that I, that got me was honestly mm. when they were performing and the kids were running away from them and the oh, girl yeah. screams, who are they performing for? And Sarah Jessica Parker says, you. And yeah. I just thought oh. that was great. <laughs> that got me. That got yeah. me. I'm a that very easy me. mark. Yeah. Yes. But also it's, it's a kid's movie. So you're not thinking that the jump was going to hit that strongly. And it mm-hmm. did. It did for me. So I love it. But my absolute favorite, favorite line and I really think that 80% of some of their stuff was ad lib and they were just, you know, conversing with each other and then improving with each other in that moment. Um, because Kathy says something along the lines like, oh, no, not your teeth. They're your calling card. <laughs> and it was just <laughs> so quick talking to <laughs> Winnie. And I, I, I loved it. I hated the boyfriend character. I thought that his entire um, – the, the, the one of the girls who – had got her boyfriend and then she mm. stopped talking to her friends, his whole character, it didn't make sense to me. So that's, that's a gripe. And he just oh, seemed yeah. kind of, 
dumb for dumb's sake and it he didn't mm. help or add to the story at all in my opinion so I didn't need him they could still find the power of friendship without <laughs> without him sure and this watching this movie you know i i didn't really really like the the plot but i just loved watching these characters just because i love the movie but you know it watching this really made me appreciate the special effects in the 90s movie because mm. they were really great and the 90s movie seemed a little bit more um for lack of a better word, grungier. I mean, it was grunge of the 90s, you know, like it, it, it seemed mm-hmm. more grittier. And this movie had that clear, you know, 2020 Disney filter on it, just the the color mm-hmm. scheme and everything. It was just very, very, this is family friendly, family friendly, family friendly, where I, I think I like the 90s one better, not just because it's the first one in the storyline, but because sure. it was just a little bit more, uh, um, grounded and and gritty and like you could go there but we're not it's it's still family and friendly but you know it wasn't too squeaky clean um so yeah those are my likes and gripes of that but overall it's a good time if you love the first one you know we're not expecting the second one like you said brian to be the best thing it's just something that keeps you going because you love the movies and you love seeing these actresses actresses together uh so yeah jamie Um, I mean, I think both of you kind of said a lot of the things that I was thinking. Um, I mean, I, I want to like highlight both Sam Richardson and Tony Hale because I really like them, especially Tony Hale. He was really Mm -hmm. good in this. Um, and, and just like really made me chuckle. Um, I, I'll just go straight to like my, my biggest gripe and maybe I'm just like a grumpy person who doesn't like fun, but like (laughs) I get annoyed sometimes (laughs) when sequels (laughs) just re redo like the things that made the originals good and Mm -hmm. great. And like, like the things that I like about this movie are the things that you said were like, they do create a new story with these characters that we love, but there's like something else going on and they're not, you know, like the main protagonist that we're focusing on. But I mean, I don't need to see them, you know, do the silly walk. They, it's just like so many of those little things that I feel like, yes, made the first one good, but then it just kind of like takes away. And at least for me, Mm. um, the like enjoyment because it's, it's the, it's the nostalgia factor that I feel like these larger production companies that have so much IP are just like, you know, like putting in front of our faces and like trying to distract us with it. And again, I don't think this is a bad movie by any means. I thought it was really fun. Mm -hmm. I just like, I don't need you to try to intentionally manipulate me with nostalgic content. Like just make a good movie. You don't have to do all of that stuff. We already saw it. We saw in the first one. That's why we liked the first one. You don't have to do the same things over and over again. So like that's, that's my only that's like my real gripe that I was complaining to Brian about after watching the movie. But again, like I, I do think that this was a good movie. I do appreciate that they created a new and engaging story and like even gave us further backstory on the Sanderson sisters that I didn't necessarily thought like, I never thought we'd get more of, but it also mm-hmm. really focuses on like their coven and like the connection to one another, their sisterhood. And like, 
and that being meaningful and, and like kind of, you know, a nicer contemporary message that I feel like there's a lot of other things that we've been getting more of recently where it is like this focus on connection. There's so, I mean, in trying to think of like a good suggestion, there are so many horror movies that have like basically friendships gone wrong is like the premise of, of the horror movie or like sisterhood Mm. gone bad or like whether these close relationships that fall apart and then everything goes to shit. So like, I actually was trying to think harder about like, what about relationships that like are mended and they come together and that being the thing that like protects them or saves them or like helps them defeat the big bad. Like we don't get as many of those. And I really, I, I like, I like this. I like this new trend of like, let's focus on relationships and like, you know, that people can overcome these, these tensions and these conflicts in order to work through and defeat the big bad, so to speak. Um, so, so yeah, so that's kind of a hodgepodge of likes and gripes. (laughs) So you're basically saying that, uh, Hocus Pocus (laughs) 2 is like Hill House in the way that everyone is coming together to defeat the big bad. Yes. Yeah. We love, we love everyone, you know, coming together and and defeating (laughs) evil and that's (laughs) fantastic. Brian, were you going to say something? Oh, it's just interesting because you kind of have to watch it with a different eye when you have nostalgia for the first one because nostalgia won't hit you for this one. Like, you're not going to find nostalgia for this movie. This movie is just feeding off the nostalgia you have for the other one. So I'm actually Mm -hmm. very much looking forward to whenever we have children, like, adding this to, like, the October, like, watch list. Like, like, to be able to, you know, do Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2 and then develop like a nostalgia for like these two movies because after a certain age, like this movie was just a movie I watched on a Friday night and it was super fun and it made me feel warm inside, but it wasn't great. Um, like it wasn't like exceptional. It was fine. Um, but I'm not going to build and create nostalgia in myself for this movie. I will always have nostalgia for the first one. And I will know that a second one exists if I want Mm -hmm. some more, another hit of that nostalgia. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, I'm always going to go back to the first one. But again, I really look forward to adding this to the, um, the the roulette of horror movies for October. Like when I get to show my kids some fun, kid-appropriate spooky movies and that like, you know, that they'll carry these two movies with them, that we can add it to their list. And and I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. But I had a good time watching it, but it didn't like, I wasn't like, woo-wee, you know what I mean? <laughs> what weren't you like? Woo-wee. <laughs> That's right. I don't actually remember you wooing while we were watching it. So. No, no, I didn't. I was, I was definitely smiling from ear to ear, but not in a way that I was in the. I was. I didn't get smiled. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Goodness. Wait. Okay. So Brian, when you do have kids, you're telling me like out the gate, you're not going to show them The Conjuring or Saw. You know, I mean, just get them in good, so they're just they'll just be prepared for life. Excellent. Excellent question, Nisha. <laughs> I plan on first showing him The Conjuring and then sneaking into the room at night and just going in the dark. <laughs> or slowly pull That's the covers away. So from yeah. Have oh you my seen? God. There is some excellent, there's like a weird trend on, um, on TikTok mm-hmm. where uh, people are turning off their breakers while people are using a, re- the joke is like they're using a Ouija board upstairs and oh. you hear them scream because the lights go off. Yeah. If I ever have that opportunity, I will 1000% do that. <laughs> However, there will never be a Ouija board in my house. So it will never happen. 
<laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, just just a, a quick side note. One of my friends bought me a journal that has a Ouija board picture on it. And I believe a few episodes ago, we talked about how we don't even, I don't even want to buy merch mm-hmm, that has mm-hmm. a Ouija board on it, but this was a gift. So they I also sell them at your local Spirit Halloween. Yes. I can't. I, I absolutely can't <laughs> do it. <laughs> it's too much. Okay. Well, let's get into some mm, brains. brains. I think we can squeeze a little mm, brains out of this uh, family-friendly uh, movie. Mm-hmm. So my question <laughs> to squeeze you. Squeeze some brains out of it. I love <laughs> that. Yeah, ring yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Jamie, my question to you is about grudges because we know that Miss Winifred is holding a grudge for the Reverend because he was going to take her sisters away and she held it for hundreds of hundreds of years. So I just want to ask you um, on a mental health side, what damage can you do to yourself by holding on to grudges? Yeah. And I would even argue that like, you know, the, the younger friendship that we're seeing, like there's a little bit of a grudge being held Mm. until they have the opportunity to like talk it all out. But that only comes from like there being this immediate danger, like presence that they have to deal with. But otherwise, like, I'm sure they would have held grudges for one another too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I mean, I, I, I don't know if this is like specific to grudges, but I feel like the, the like the anger and frustration that comes from whether like a person or what something that a person has done, I feel like carrying that anger typically is probably not always like the most helpful mm-hmm. and it takes away from like other things in your life when so much of your energy is like put into like, you know, I hate this person. Like I, I want revenge or like mm-hmm. I hate this person. And like, you know, I want other people to hate them too, or other people to know, like, there's just so much energy that's like put into that. And it takes away from other aspects of your life. Like you're more than just like these feelings on this particular person, like you're, Mm -hmm. you're your own whole person. And so like how much energy is being drained and like, you know, being put into that specific vein of your life versus the other things that like actually bring you joy and pleasure and happiness and like what does it do for you to put more uh, like put more focus and emphasis on those things mm-hmm. also as a way to like minimize the the rage and anger that you have towards this one person yeah. um so i think there's also i forget exactly what the saying is but it's like the best thing you can do is just like not care i'm not even mm-hmm. i know i'm not saying it right but like like the best, like the best revenge on someone else is to just like live your life in, in your own success. Because like, you know, you're focused on you and you're focused on your own growth and, and doing well. And, and like, that's, that's better than anything that you could like do intentionally to, to get back at somebody for like wronging you. Um, because like, you know, it's also creating space and distance from that person. But again, ultimately it's like, you are, you are focused on yourself and your own growth and like, and you know, and why is that more important than this other person who, who did something to like harm you? And again, context, I I think that context is super important. Um, and this is also a made up movie about 
witches. So Interesting. You know, Interesting. take what I say with, with a grain of salt. Um, cause you know, for some people like, you know, and it's not even, I know I, I keep saying, you know, I need to, that's like, just, you know, do you know? I don't know. Now don't I'm know. stuck on it. Yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I know. I know. <laughs> um, but oh, what was I going to say? Oh, that like, you don't have to necessarily forgive somebody. Like, I think that there's pressure that, that we put on people to like forgive and forget. I was just um, going to ask you that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, again, I think the focus should be on yourself and like, what do you need to do to, to move forward? Because like thinking, getting stuck on, on, you know, feeling wronged by somebody is, can like leave you feeling extra stuck. And like, again, that stuckness leads to frustration. It leads to like not being able to fully accept reality for what it is. And when you're feeling that way, like asking yourself, like, is it serving me? Like, is any, is is this helpful? Does, does feeling this way and experiencing this move me closer to my goals? Like those are, those are the actual questions that I will ask people to like ask themselves. Like, you know, when you're noticing that you're feeling some type of way, like, is it a helpful emotion? Do you Mm. feel like it's like helping motivate you or like move you closer to the goals that you have for yourself? Because if the answer is no, then like, that's a point of kind of reevaluating and seeing, is there something else I could be doing that might, you know, help me actually move closer to the things that I want for myself that, that, you know, that will help me get closer towards success and joy and happiness and, is doing what I'm doing right now, like helping me get there. So like, those are, those are sometimes helpful questions to, to ask. But I don't, I think that puts less pressure on this idea that like, we have to forgive people who've done shitty things to us Mm -hmm. or forget it. Cause like, A, I don't, I I don't know many people that like forget those types of things. I mean, it depends on, again, like the severity of the, of the thing that happened, but like, you don't, I mean, our past is our past. Like we don't forget our past. It's, it's a part, it, you know, those experiences have informed the present and, and sometimes help define who we are, but like, we also decide who we want to be now and moving forward. So mm-hmm. like, you know, who do you want to be? Do you want to be this person that is so influenced by this person that brings you so much rage and frustration and anger? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to be your own person that's detached from all of that? Yeah, especially because that person that you feel wronged by is li- out living their life and not even mm-hmm. thinking about what they done to you. So yeah. for you to just sit and stew in that, yeah, it's it's not well, helpful at all. Nikisha, you know what they say. Oh God. <laughs> Forgiveness. Can you imagine? Oh no. Here's I knew a it was que- coming. <laughs> here's a question for you. So you're in Hamilton playing Eliza, and ev- mm-hmm. spoiler alert for Act Two of Hamilton, um, yeah. you have to forget your character, or you in the moment has to forgive this man after something traumatic has happened to the two of you together. Mm-hmm. You have to forgive this man um, for what he did to you as an individual. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, can you talk about how you justified that forgiveness as Eliza? I just yeah. I, like as we're talking about forgiveness, like this, I. This like hit me because I was singing in my head the whole time that Jamie was talking. <laughs> and I, did, I knew that some Hamilton reference was coming, but it didn't come to me quick enough because also that show is three hours long. So I was thinking, where is forgiveness? 
You're like, oh, you got into your whole track and you're like, how does a bastard orphan son of Oh, God, that was perfect. Uh, but what a great question, too. And I just want to say, Jamie, I'm so happy that you touched on forgive and forget. Forgive or forget and forget because I was. Uh, you know, telepathy <laughs> to you. I was going to ask you about all of that. So mm-hmm. I'm very, very grateful that you just answered everything that I was going to ask you about that. In regards to Hamilton, I will say that our director is really great at allowing us to kind of choose our adventure in how we want to process the trauma that's happened between us. So even though the whole ensemble is singing forgiveness, in that moment, we also, as Eliza, can have the choice of Right now, we're still processing, and we don't fully forgive you. We definitely don't forget it because it just happened, but we know that we love this person, Hamilton, and that we have this shared experience that we're going to need each other to get through, right? So mm-hmm. I think that how I look at it, and I think it's it's w- one of many ways, but I like to play it as when she finally grabs his hand, she takes his hand, you know, and then I'd sing, it's, it's quiet uptown. It's me just saying, I know you're here for me. We can get through this together, but right now I'm still very, very upset. And we have a lot that we need to process to the point where I don't even look at him the entire time. And I turn to him and he just grabs my uh, arm and walks me off the stage just to kind of keep that tension of like, you still did wrong and it's not all sunshine and rainbows right now, mm. but we are in this together with this shared experience that we have to get through. So we're going to keep moving through it in there. And I think that kind of just kind of describes what Jamie was talking about in a sense of, you know, um, you're still going to have that hurt and it's still, it, it, it takes the pressure off of you to feel like you have to instantly forgive and forget. Because even if you may want to forgive and forget, sometimes you physically, you're, the feelings are still there. And they don't just magically go away. So it's nice to, to know that you can still be kind of moving forward, but moving forward in a way that Jamie said is servicing you best mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. feeling uh, that you just need to totally throw all the feelings away in general. So Sure. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, are we ready to Rotten Tomatoes this? Let's Rotten do it. Ten. Yes. Um, Tomato. So let's do some Rotten Tomatoes. However, I Uh want you to guess both the first movie and this one. So Mm. I want you to do Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2. Okay? Okay. So let's go with Jamie. What are your two percent guesses for Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2 kiss? Um, okay. I'm going to say Hocus Pocus Uno has a 93 and Hocus Pocus Tuchus has a 69. Okay. Nikisha, what are your guesses? Yeah, I'm going to say OG 93. And that's what Jamie just said. Oh, sorry. 92. I'll go 92. Okay. And uh, I don't know why I thought I heard 96 in my brain. Anyway, uh, 92 for me. And I'm going to say 
59. Okay. Hocus Pocus Uno has a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Uh, it has a 71% audience score, but the like the one based on the critics' reviews is 38%. And the critic consensus is it's only 58 reviews. Again, it was 1993. Um, okay. Harmlessly hokey, yet never much more than mediocre. Hocus Pocus is a muddled, family-friendly effort that fails to live up to the talents of its impressive cast. Mm. So that's Hocus hmm. Pocus. Hocus Pocus 2 hmm. has a 59%, which Nikisha nailed. Oh, work! Uh, I didn't the, see it, I promise. <laughs> the audience score is 56. So that 59% is based on almost more than double. Um, uh, 111, uh. excuse me, 112 reviews. Mm. Um, hmm. And... Uh, Hocus Pocus 2 is basically a boiling cauldron of nostalgia, but that's just enough for this belated sequel to cast a reasonably effective spell. Hmm. Who, whose job is it to write to the critics' consensus? I don't know, and that's a great question. Do they have who is like, like perfectly summing up like everyone, all of these? Yeah. yeah, all of the critiques. Is it AI? Is it just someone who's like director of critics' consensus? Like. <laughs> That what a cool now, job. I was going to say, you need that job, Brian. How can yeah, we get you to should. that yeah, I should. Next time they're hiring for a director of cons- cons- critics consensus. consensus. Critics consensus. Yeah, I'm, I'm, honestly, I'll be a critics consensus coordinator if they need me to. Oh, love it. <laughs> All right. So that's been Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Um, I, you, uh, Hocus Pocus usually ends up on those lists of like um, movies that don't like get critics and um, audiences disagree on like mm-hmm. typically um okay but let's do some uh four s's yes this is skulls shakes and suggestions the talking horns four s's <laughs> okay the four s's are skulls scares shakes and suggestions um yes. Skulls is about mental health and human behavior. Scares is how scary it was. Shakes is how much will it stick with you. One through ten, we're rating these. And then we'll get into suggestions. But Jamie, why don't you start with your skulls, scares, and shakes? Give us your number. What's your skull? I will. (laughs) Um, So for skulls, I gave this a four. Um, It had me with the, like, connection to, you know, relationships, friendships, the power of sisterhood, (laughs) Um, and lost me with a lot of other silly, silly, general silliness. Um, Scares, I gave it a one. This movie isn't scary. Um, And Shakes, I gave it a three because, you know, it's a sequel to, like, a beloved Halloween movie, but... It's not, like I said, I'm still, I still got smile on the brain. I'm <laughs> smiled. So like that's fully taken over my brain and, and this is kind of on the back burner. Cool. Yeah. Let, let's actually add, what, what would you give Hocus Pocus as just your, the original one, just as your shakes? Uh, maybe like a seven. Mm. Cool. I mean, it always comes to my brain, you know in spooky season. So like, I I think that that's a significant hold that that movie has on me. Totally. 
Uh, Nikisha, what are your skull scares and shakes? And then do both for your shakes. Great. Skulls, I'm going to give it a two. Uh, scares, I'm going to give it a one. It's not scary. And shakes, I'm going to give it a four for the exact same reason that Jamie said. And I would give the OG Hocus Pocus an eight. It's really packed in there in the brain. Yeah, skis. Totally. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give Skulls a five because this is a kid's movie and I think it's trying to do something and say something to kids. So I appreciated that, even though the mm-hmm. other stuff is like, you know, a little weird. Um, you know, I, 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 something we did not mention and Jamie talked about it was caramel apples. And I would also be distraught if I didn't get my caramel apple. So that's why it gets a five. Yes. Um, uh, the, uh, uh, scares a one. The only thing that got me was the one that you mentioned, Nikisha. I probably would have given it a zero if that one didn't like (laughs) get me. Um, um, shakes, I'll give it a five just because it's a sequel to this. And I'll always think about it when I think of the first one, which is an eight. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll think of the first one, like, oh, there was a sequel. Oh, that, we had a good time watching that. That was fine. You know, and, and, and so, yeah, I'll, I'll that, that's what I'm going with. But uh, suggestions, um, Jamie, what's your suggestion to pair with Hocus Pocus 2? And rule, you cannot choose Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Don't worry. I picked Schmocus Hocus. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Oh, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the prequel um, yes <laughs> so i have i have two and again it's kind of in line with what i was talking about before of like i wanted to pick movies where friendship and like relationships play a strong role in defeating the big bad mm-hmm. um so my first one is it chapters one and two oh. mm. um and as like a, you know, marginally scarier movie than the Hocus Pocus franchise. Uh, and my other pick is the Fear Street franchise. Oh. Yeah. I mean, there's a little Salem in there. Bow wow. Mm-hmm. A little Puritan action. Uh, cool. Uh, <laughs> Nikisha, what about you? I'll, I'm never saying Puritan say- action ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the Puritans are really I'm having still, a lot of I'm action. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's beautiful only pops oh god only pops <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna just suggest a movie that just came out I think or is about to come out anyway it's starring Marlon Wayans and it gives the same Disney-esque vibe uh, with the kiddos and such and it's a movie called The Curse of Bridge Hollow and it's set in a hmm. town that's kind of like Salem who does up Halloween and then spooky things are happening. And it's family movie overcoming all the things happening in the in their uh, little town. So I feel like it gives that uh, similar Disney-esque vibe. But it's actually a Netflix uh, original movie. Hmm. Yeah, that has that is not out just yet, um, okay. but it comes out this month on Netflix. Um, and yeah, it totally is giving that like goosebumps vibe too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, uh, I'm going with the witches. Oh yeah. Just a Good. scarier version of this that I have childhood nostalgia for. The first one or the remake? Terrifying. Oh, the first one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, not yeah. the new one. The, the, <laughs> okay. the Angelica Houston original one. Got it. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Fantastic. 
Well, I think that ends our episode of the Hocus Pocus. You can follow us on all social medias, Instagram, and look at all the wonderful stuff that's happening on our Twitter account at Talk Horror Pod. You can watch us on the YouTubes. Hi, everyone on YouTubes. And Brian, where can they listen to us? Sure, you can listen to us wherever, and I mean it, wherever (laughs) you get podcasts. That includes things like Stitcher. Spotify, Google Podcasts, and of course, Apple Podcasts. Um, Rate and review us there. Five stars, please. And thank you. Thank you. Um, But in all seriousness, um, reviewing us and rating us on there uh, really does help other people find us, especially during this spooky season, October. Uh, We're doing a ton of stuff. You're going to get two episodes a week. Uh, one new release and then one uh, nostalgia pick that one of us that each of us has made. Um, so check mm-hmm. us out there. I'm watching a horror movie every single day this month and I'm posting about it on uh, TikTok and Instagram. So check it out there. Plus reviews of other movies that we're not covering on the podcast. For instance, we mentioned the Spirit Halloween movie uh, and there'll be a lot more in between there as well. So definitely check that out. Do it. Beautiful. Do it. Do it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I want to sign off with my favorite one that I already said from this movie because it's still just, it's so great. And Kathy is a wonderful human being, but sign off with, uh, not your teeth. They're your calling card. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.